Welcome into the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast, where we provide you with your weekly diagnosis of everything fantasy football, whether it's season-long leagues, dynasty, DFS, or sometimes even IDP. We got you covered all year long. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's get to it. Welcome into the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast. This is episode 240, the week 16 recap. I'm your host, John June. And of course, got my guy, Greg Penniman here. It is a Tuesday morning, not what you're quite used to hearing from, or not quite, not when you're quite used to hearing from us on this uh, recap, but at least we'll recap all the games here. But Greg, how you doing today, my brother? Yeah, you know, Tuesday morning, kind of like, you know, we, we're like the NFL. Yeah, we touch all days of the season sometimes, uh, but we're here. We're ready to go. I mean, I'm, I'm doing all right as far as fantasy. You know, I'm not really doing all right. I'm here for the motivation of the people, so I'm trying to get these people the chips for the rest of the season. Yeah, uh, Greg, Greg's, I mean, obviously we, you and I were both eliminated from the League of Extraordinary People uh, last week. Um, we Both of our teams in you know, true fashion, the only way it could go down. Um, both of our teams went off in the, in the League of Extraordinary People this week, um, or play at least players on our teams that we, we definitely counted on last week went off, uh, or would have counted on last week went off. But uh, also, we were eliminated in a team that we, we co-managed together. Um, we were feeling really pretty after Thursday night with Antonio Brown, or A.J. Brown, rather, uh, going off for us, uh, but it was kind of all just downhill from from there. Uh, and I was just telling to you off the air, like I have only one team left, and since you know what is this our third year podcasting, Greg, third year doing this podcast, like in the in the last three years, like this is the least amount of teams I've had left in a fantasy finals. So uh, the way my luck is going, I'd be surprised if I even come away with a with a championship this year, but. Uh, let's move on to the recap. We got a recap for the people here, um, starting with the quarterback position, as we always do. And the number one quarterback on the week, I know you and I were both on him. Uh, we we weren't start of the week on him, but we were on him. Uh, Joe Burrow, 37 completions, 47 attempts, 525 passing yards, four passing touchdowns, two uh, rush attempts for 11 passing yard or for 11 rushing yards. That was good for 38.1 fantasy points. Greg, your thoughts on the performance here by Joey B? Yeah, another probably definitely the best game of performance stats-wise. Uh, another epic performance against Baltimore. He kind of owns them right now. Um, just putting up huge numbers against this team. Um, so, yeah, Joey B doing what he's got to do, man. Uh, I was always definitely a believer in this guy. He's one of the top young quarterbacks in the game. He's really put a stamp on it now, uh, and he's got – Probably the best, like, you know, one of the best, like, skills group cores that he's, you know, with Joe Mixon, T. Higgins, and Tyler Boyd, and Jamar Chase. Like, that's really good weapons to have for him for, you know, rest of the season, for Dynasty, everything. Yeah, I mean, uh, a lot of people were poo-pooing the draft pick of Jamar Chase, talking about, hey, this guy needs this guy needs some, an offensive line. Uh, and they go out there and do what they did. I mean, two games against the Ravens, you you know, you highlighted he, he owns them. And two games against the Ravens, he's got nine – He's got 900 yeah, passing yards. But yeah, he's got nine. Yeah, that's crazy. He's got 900 passing yards. Uh, he's got seven touchdowns to just one interception across two, game, two games this year. Uh, yeah. 
Yeah, uh, he yeah pretty much has has owned them this year. Again, Baltimore has not been great. They have not been a good secondary. The defense has been decimated. Um, you know, injuries, COVID. So I think the dam finally broke in Baltimore this past weekend. Um, but yeah, Joe Burrow was like you said, he's one of the top young quarterbacks in the NFL, and he, he showed that not just this week, but he showed that with his performance this, you know, throughout this season. So mm-hmm. definitely big ups to him. The quarterback two on the week. Um, this was a long time coming. It just it just felt like it was coming. Didn't know when, but it was coming. <laughs> Dak Prescott, 28 of 39, 330 yards, four passing touchdowns, four rush attempts for 21 yards. That was good for 31.3 fantasy points in a performance against the Washington football team. Greg, your thoughts on the performance here by Dak Prescott? Yeah, I mean, he couldn't get it done the first time against Washington, but he definitely made up for it in the second time. Uh, the score was like 42 to 7 by halftime almost. It felt like uh, it was an obliteration. I mean, he played well finally after just a horrible stretch of like play. So it's definitely, the timing is definitely weird, but yeah, he, he came through. Yeah, I mean, I think this is more about him being on our bench in um <laughs> in our team. Uh, you know, we definitely some missed opportunities there. Uh, the quarterback three on the week. Uh, I did not have him rated this high. I did not think he would finish this high in this matchup here, but he did it. Josh Allen, thirty of forty-seven, three hundred fourteen passing yards, three touchdowns. 12 rush attempts for 64 yards, so that toe must be feeling nice. That was good for 31 fantasy points there. Greg, your thoughts on the performance here by Josh Allen? Yeah, Josh Allen was the MVP of this game. Uh, This was like an MVP performance in this game at New England, doing what he's got to do, putting up 33 against, I think, the best defense in the league. Like, he he did it, right? This is definitely one one of the top performances you see this season. Um, It was was very impressive. He he really went toe-to-toe with uh, Belichick. Definitely went toe to toe with Belichick. One of the things, you know, I thought that was interesting, right? Like you see, you know, they're up 26. I forgot what the score was. It was like 26-14 or something like that. And mm. you're like, okay, Buffalo, you like, you know, you you're you're in the lead. You can put this game away. And then you see New England come back and they make it 21-26 with I think like nine minutes left in the fourth quarter or something like that. And you're like, I've seen this movie so many times. <laughs> It's just a different actor instead of Tom Brady. It's mm-hmm. Mac Jones now, but I've seen this movie so many times. But Josh Allen was not having any of it, man. Closed. He he put the throat on. He put the foot on the throat, and he he closed this game out. Um, you know, able to you know close it out and, and secure a 33-21 final victory. So, you know, big ups to him. Uh, you know, it's just amazing watching his growth and his his maturation. You know, playing quarterback. Uh, the development that he's like he he's there's like a few people on 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 planet earth that could make some of the plays that josh allen makes with his arms and his legs so uh definitely big ups to that uh rounding out the top 12 of quarterbacks the qb4 on the week zach wilson the qb5 patrick mahomes the qb6 kyler murray the qb7 aaron Rodgers, eight josh johnson nine davis mills 10 carson wentz 11 justin herbert and 12 Nick Foles, Greg, your thoughts on any of these uh, top 12 performances? Um, big ups to Zach Wilson, one of the plays of the week, you know, with that rushing touchdown is pretty nice. Uh, Patrick Mahomes doing what he got to do. 
uh, it's official if, if whoever's starting at Baltimore quarterback, there's going to be QB1. That's kind of like the rule now. Whoever's they just they they figured out who to have the personnel at quarterback and what to do and fit to the style of the offense. Like that's I don't realize why other teams would do that. Just get the same quarterback that they have. <laughs> <Style-wise>. <laughs> well, crazy. I mean, Josh Johnson, like people were like sleeping on Josh Johnson coming into this. But I was like, I mean, this guy came off the, the bench for the Jets and threw 300 yards in yeah. like and three quarters. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, so like, I mean, and, and this is an NFL veteran. So actually yeah. was not surprised by the performance. I, I knew he wasn't going to have as much of the rushing while he is athletic. That's not really his style of play to, to run the ball as much as these other guys do. But, yeah, I'm, I'm with you, man. I mean, Baltimore, they built a, they built a system around Lamar Jackson and to the point where their backup quarterbacks are built, like, similarly to Lamar Jackson. So I, I definitely love that. Uh, that's that's good team team building right there. Yeah, and Zach Wilson rushing for, you know, having the, the highlight 53-yard rushing touchdown, but, you know, 91 yards rushing in this game, which was a, a turns out to be a, a franchise record there for the New York Jets. Um, and then Patrick Mahomes, man, finishing as the quarterback five with, you know, uh, no Travis Kelsey, did get Tyreek Hill, you know, didn't get much from him, but uh, did get, you know, did have him out there. Uh, but what about Davis Mills, man? This guy is just constantly finish having respectable quarterback finishes. I mean, he's mm-hmm. consistently finishing. I think, I mean, I could fact check this outside of maybe Mac Jones. Like, I don't think any quarterbacks finishing as close to the top 12 or in the top 12 as Davis as often as Davis Mills has. I mean, even if you do a percentage of his starts, right, I think that you would, uh, you know, I, I can check this later. But, yeah, he's been respectable for sure. Yeah, I mean, he's got oh, this year's thrown over 300 times, three times. Like, that, you know, he's been doing what he's got to do. Oh, got a couple multi-touchdown games, got a three-pass touchdown game. But the situation, like, he's done uh, a lot for this team, more than expectations for sure. Yeah, I mean, if he wasn't a third-round pick, like, we would be talking about Davis Mills as potentially being, like, the quarterback of the future in Houston, right? Like, I think yeah. that's definitely possible. Yeah. Yeah, they just need some talent around. They need something around. Definitely. Um, I mean, go and do what you did in that game yesterday without Brandon Cooks, like your top yeah. wide receiver. Um, yeah. Throwing to a bunch of guys. Shout like, out to I, Rex Burkhead. <laughs> yeah, Rex Burkhead. Just yes, sir. We'll, we'll talk about him in a little bit, but just being the GOAT. Uh, speaking of GOATs, let's talk about some Jags. Uh, Tom Brady finished as the quarterback 17. Two straight weeks. I mean, if you didn't make it from last week, I don't know how. You probably didn't start him this week after the motion that he put you through last week. <laughs> um, well, actually, I do want to shout out one honorable mention, Russell Wilson. If you if you happen to go out with him, right, finishes a quarterback fourteen. That's respectable, you know. Yes, it is absolutely sixteen and a half points, right? Not not quite Davis Mills, but it's there. It's in the same range of territory, so. Um, some other Jags, I mean, Jimmy G, uh, Ryan Tannehill, that game was weird. Those both receivers go off, but the quarterbacks are just not really a part of it. <laughs> yeah. Matthew Stafford for a 30, 23 game. I, I would have thought he would definitely get more than what he got. Yeah. Well, Sony Michelle ends up getting a, a Russian touchdown. Yeah. Um, there was also a punt return for a touchdown in that game. 
Uh, so some of that, yeah, it was it was just yeah. a rough. And then Matthew Stafford with three interceptions, it's yeah, just man. like, bro, what is you doing? Yeah, man. Um, Ben Roethlisberger, I, he'd have he'd have oh. stretches of. Oh yeah, I mean he's yeah he's he just needs to go, man. Just please. no, I mean yeah, <laughs> but I I could totally see people out there saying, hey, play, Ben Roethlisberger, you can play him this week. I know we didn't really say it, um, but it, the matchup was relatively nice. Uh, you know, not relatively nice. I think game flow rise, you could probably talk yourself into it after playing some good weeks. But um Yeah. I mean this team hasn't scored a touchdown in the first half. I thought I saw that. Been like how many game three straight games? Some something crazy. Something ridiculous. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Um Ian Book, two points. Stop Ian Book. I know. <laughs> I just wanted to I just wanted to say, man, because that was bad. It was like uh, one of the worst quarterback performances that we've seen all year. I mean, he still finished higher than Jake Fromm, the Giants quarterback. So, like, let's talk about how bad the Giants <laughs> offense is as a whole all season that none of, no one could get you it know, down on the scene. The, the, the real measure of success here should be is, like, did he have more or less points than Kendall Hinton did in his one start? <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> and the answer is no. Or he did have more fantasy points than Kendall Hinton. Because Kendall Hinton had negative fantasy points. Oh, okay, there you go. So Drake found it better, too. There you go. I'm nice. <laughs> nice. Go. Oh, okay. Well, that's it with the quarterbacks. Let's move on to the running backs. And the number one running back on the week, uh, if you pick this man up to start him, you are feeling real nice. Justin Jackson, 11 carries, 64 yards, two touchdowns. Did the best Austin Eckler impression that you could possibly do, catching eight of nine targets for 98 yards. Did lose a fumble. So sorry if you lost by two points or less. But 34.2 PPR points there on the day for Justin Jackson. Greg, your thoughts on a performance here by Justin Jackson? Yeah, I mean, really good performance. Probably the best of the season by far. Uh, he's had starting opportunities, I think, this season. Definitely going to come, um, uh, come through in this situation. I mean, great matchup. Uh, we, we saw this happening for sure. Um, but, like, number one starting, as far as the receiving he got, that's that's really what put him over the top with the 8 for 98. So uh, that's, that's what's up. The only one yeah, that seemed really I play well. <laughs> Yeah, I, Justin Jackson was a, a great pickup. I, I know that we had talked about him on the news that kind of broke that Austin Eckler was on the COVID list on Monday. He wasn't officially on the COVID list, but he was a guy that I think I woke up on Tuesday in a few leagues and he was not claimed, you know, just out there. So I, you know, was able to add him and put him in my lineup and I, you know, made a last minute decision to start him over uh, one said Saquon Barkley uh, and that worked out to be a wonderful oh, yeah. decision. That's not a hard decision. That's not. That was a hard decision. <laughs> You're right. It wasn't. It wasn't hard. But you know, like the Yahoo projection was throwing me off because like Saquon Barkley was projected for like all these points, and I'm like, oh well. And I was like, this doesn't make sense. Trust yeah. the Jackson. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, no, Justin Jackson did a great job. Uh, moving on to the RB two on the week. Joe Mixon, uh, 18 carries, 65 yards, one touchdown there. Um, this is where it really gets nice, though, because we were talking about his lack of involvement in the passing game. Well, 
Cincinnati comes out, gives him six targets where he catches all six of them for 70 receiving yards and another touchdown there. Good for 31 and a half PPR points. Greg, your thoughts on the performance here by Joe Mixon? Yeah, Joe Mixon's Joe Mixon's a beast. I mean, he's been really doing well this last couple of years, uh, just staying healthy, getting the volume. Like he's he's really, uh, you know, come to fruition for this this draft pick and it's just dynasty stock as well for people that uh, have him. So yeah, he's he's been balling. The volume is going to continue well, with this team for years to come. Nah, man. I mean, you just brought up Joe Mixon dynasty, and that just took me back because I think when he was coming out, uh, when he was coming out, it was. Christian McCaffrey, Dalvin Cook, and yep. I remember saying at that time, like, yo, Joe Mixon's my number one back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, I was, I was just so high on him uh, when he was coming out of of Oklahoma, and 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 you know, reminded me so much of uh of Le'Veon Bell, um, you know, back in his Pittsburgh days, and and mm-hmm. you see some of that still. Um, but yeah, Joe Mixon. I mean, the only question with him has been this season is, is he going to get the pass game working? Because when he does that. He's here as a top three running back. Right, right. So um, he's other than that, he's been he's been more than solid this year. Uh, the running back three on the week, a waiver wire hero. If there is ever one, Sir Rex Burkhead, 22 carries, 149 yards, two touchdowns there, two targets, two receptions, no yards. But that was good for 28.9 PPR That's points it. there. Greg, your thoughts and performance here by Rex Burkhead. Yeah, those two those two catches put make you RB three though. That's for sure. Uh, I mean, yeah, Rex Burkhead definitely a guy that when you get the starting opportunity, he is productive. So uh, that's one of the reasons why I, I picked him in one of my leagues. And another reason is that the Chargers have no rush defense. Like it just shows that they they haven't fixed it all year. It's gonna be a problem. It probably be the reason they won't make the playoffs if they don't. They have they literally can't stop anybody any running back. Yeah, it's it's definitely. Um tough for the chargers they they can't like i've said this on you know the now we have liftoff new york jets podcast because as a jets fan i kind of suffered through the same thing watching the jets inability to stop the run and when you can't stop the run it's one of the most demoralizing yeah. things in football. Really like, like, really you, like teams the team the other team knows you can't stop them you know that you can't stop them they know they're going to run the ball you know they're going to run the ball and there's nothing you can do about it they're just going to pound the ball down your throat and that's what the uh the chargers have had done to them now for about 15, 15 weeks of an NFL season. So um, tough sled in there for the Chargers. But rounding out this top 12 here, the RB4 on the week, Damian Harris, the RB5, Nick Chubb, 6, Chase Edmonds, 7, David Montgomery. That was Greg's start of the week there. 8, Sony Michelle, 9, Rashad Penny, 10, Devin Singletary, 11, Ezekiel Elliott, and 12, Ronald Jones. Again, filling in admirably there. Greg, any of these top 12s stuck out to you? Yeah, some uh, big names in here. Uh, Nick Chubb, Damon Harris, you know, closing out well on this uh, pretty solid season. Uh, again, Rashad Penny making it into his list, which was nice. Um, yeah, uh, of course, seeing, more, just seeing all my players, Damon Harris, Najee Harris, Damon Harris. Uh, and... Yeah, Michael Carter. I think a lot of big names came through this week, actually. So it was good at the running back position. Yeah, definitely some big names came through for you there. Um, you know, Devin Singletary is another another guy. He's been yeah. ever since you know the last few weeks. Uh, he's just been assuming that like RB one RB one position there for the Buffalo Bills. Um, 
you know, Sony Michelle seems like he'll be an RB1 type player rest of season with the injury news that we got on Daryl Henderson yeah. um, being out for the rest of the regular season. Uh, Chase Edmonds, if if you were paying attention on Christmas to anything football related and you got the news of James Conner being inactive, kudos to you if you were able to react to that. Uh, I know, Greg, I was th- I, I had done it in all my other leagues except for the league that we co-manage. Um, I don't know why I didn't even think of it. I, I part of me forgot that we even had them. Um, but I, yeah, I was, I wish that could have made that switch there in that, in that league, but you know, it is what it is. Things happen. Um, but Chase Edmonds finally t- gets the opportunity here that we had been talking about all year. We've been talking about James Conner's going to get hurt guys. Just didn't know it was going <laughs> to take until week 16 here to, to, for that to happen. But, um, Ezekiel Elliott, you know, two touchdowns on the day. Um, Damien Harris, a three-touchdown day there. So that's that's big for him. Uh, any other honorable mentions that you want to throw out there, Greg? No, nah, yeah. I mean, the reason why we were, we were pretty stuck at running back. I mean, the, the Jags is really where, like, our running backs came into play. Wow. <laughs> All these other players. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, Sony Michelle, I mean, you know where he heard it first, man. We told you to get Sony Michelle for, like, since, like, week seven, I feel like, week eight. So, yeah. Sony Michelle definitely coming to fruition now. Definitely. Uh, and then big ups to, like, Jeff Wilson. He's a guy that was a hot waiver wire pickup two weeks ago. Uh, I know you were shouting him out as, a you know, somebody to play. I completely skipped over him, I think, before that game. But you were like, nah, Jeff Wilson. Uh, Michael Carter, his first career 100-yard day. Um, so, you nice. know, I, nice. I've been really high on Michael Carter. I, I know yep. people are going to be like, oh, of course you're high on Michael Carter. He's a Jet. I, I, I was high on Michael Carter before he ever put on a Jets uniform or was ever drafted to the New York Jets. Um, really love the player, and, and he's he's been getting better uh, every week. Um, don't know anybody else really stuck out, really sticks out as a as a uh, you know honorable mention here. But we'll talk about some Jags, man. And I think I don't even really feel right calling him a Jag. I'm just gonna throw him out there from a fantasy perspective. You probably didn't get what you wanted, but he was the same player that he's always been, and that was Jonathan Taylor uh, finishing as the you know, the RB 24, you obviously expect more from him, especially when he has 27 rush attempts, finishes with 108 yards. Um, but then when you consider my man was playing with, <laughs> he's playing with like third and fourth string offensive linemen. Like there was no Quentin Nelson, no Ryan Kelly, no Eric Fisher, like this, all the start, like three of or four of the five starters on the offensive line were missing from this game. Jonathan Taylor still goes out and averages four yards to carry on 108 rushing yards uh doesn't get a you know a touchdown there so you you would hope that he he could get in the end zone and it would make a much make for a much better day uh but it is what it is with jt man yeah i mean rb2 performance though that's good for definitely still for consistency it's just expectations that's all that that, you know that's basically what it comes down to yeah um and then there's clyde edwards alaire uh, my, my running back start of the week. You know what? It's funny because I felt less, I was feeling less and less confident about the start of the week as the week was, as you get, you get Ty, Tyreek Hill is coming back and then there was a possibility Travis Kelsey could play. And so like, I was feeling less and less confident about it, but still, it's, you know, I still feel like he would have had a respectable day had he not gotten injured, uh, you know, had a collarbone injury in the second or that he suffered in the second half of this game. Um, but you know, still finished as you know, ten with ten point one fantasy points. Yeah, so it's not terrible. No, no. 
Uh, Cordero Patterson, that's another one that, you know, you and I were having a conversation about. Finished as the RB33, 8.3 PPR points, saved his day with a touchdown. If he doesn't t- if he doesn't get that touchdown, we're talking about a 2.3 day here for uh, Cordero Patterson. Seven carries, 14 yards, the aforementioned touchdown, two targets, one reception, minus one yard. How confident are you continuing to roll Cordero Patterson out there in these coming weeks, especially this week as we get, you know, fantasy championship week? I mean, one, the matchup is pretty tough. They're at Buffalo, so that's rough. The volume has also trended down the last couple of weeks as well. Uh, so if we're just going off, you know, those facts, I probably would try to find a better matchup. If you if you can't, then you have to roll with your guy. But, um, yeah, if, if you have a more favorable matchup, if you, you know, can benefit from COVID, I mean, this is like the time to just be – on your phone just waiting for COVID news to come out and just pick up there the RB2 or the the second guy next guy on the depth chart um and yeah make it happen uh to to get that play yeah it's it's interesting with Cordell Patterson right because he has position flexibility on you know some sites right where he's got running back and and wide receiver wide receiver eligibility so the way I've kind of looked at him um I mean, he's always been like a super. I've not not a super flex, but like I don't know, a supreme flex. Where it's yeah, like yeah. he's always gonna be somebody I kind of flex into my lineup because of his versatility. So like, if I need him as a running back, I'll play him at running back. If I need him at receiver, play him at receiver. But ultimately, he's he's really just a flex play. Mm-hmm. But I'm looking at him now as strictly. I think I'm at the point now where I'm I'm willing to play a lot of running backs over him because of the volume that they're going to get, right? Like a guy like Chase Edmonds is going to be involved in his offense, right? Daryl Williams. Michael Carter, Daryl Williams, like those guys, they're going to be involved in their offenses, more involved than Cordero Patterson's been in recent weeks. Where I do look at Cordero Patterson is I'm willing to play him over some wide receiver twos and threes. Maybe not twos, based on last week, but some, some wide receiver threes, like I'm in a three wide receiver league. He's going to play for me there as a wide, as my third wide receiver, because his floor is going to be safer than some other wide receivers because of this touchdown opportunity. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's kind of, kind of, you just kind of, kind of have to shift your outlook with Cordell Patterson and how you view him as a player. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I agree. I agree with that assessment pretty much. Um, Any other Jags that stuck out for you? Uh, Well, Alvin Kamara, finishes the rb35 that wasn't great i mean yeah, that, that entire offense was just suffering like, is the situation honestly He's like just, if i told you going into it that hey they're playing with the third string quarterback like by monday night like it's too late like <laughs> i know of you, course like yeah you're gonna play him but you're not gonna expect much like you're, yeah, you're not gonna yeah you're just you're hoping you were winning by that time <laughs> yeah, yeah like you don't need a big kamara game yeah um i at least thought that he would hit the 20 20- over 21 and a half receiving yards. That's going to, that Kamara not hit is just uh strikes a nerve with me for no particular reason or another. Um, yeah, I think that's really it from the Jags perspective. I don't, I don't really have much else here. Uh, no. Javante Williams, maybe Melvin Gordon is Melvin Gordon, even anywhere near the top of this list. No, no, so Mel- no. Melvin Gordon had a, had a bad day as well. That's nice, you know, for Javante. <laughs> That's nice for Javante, who also had a bad day. Um, all right, let's move on to these wide receivers, man. And the number one wide receiver 
on the week. You heard it here first from my guy, Craig Penniman, who sits in this aura of darkness now. Don't know what happened to him. But uh, T. Higgins, 13 targets, 12 receptions, 194 receiving yards, two touchdown receptions, 43.4 PPR points. Greg, you clearly saw this coming. He was your start of the week. So tell the people how this feels. I mean, yeah, T. T. Higgins, I think just Jamar Chase balling in that first game, destroying T. Higgins, just climbing the momentum. And uh, with that secondary in the matchup, T. Higgins is just going to eat in this matchup. I mean, this man's been – the stretch he's had over the last five weeks has been insane, Uh, getting over 100 yards on – over 110 yards in four of those five games. Um, so yeah, he's becoming a number one receiver late in the season, uh, doing what he's got to do. Uh, it's just happy to see that with also Jamar Chase in the offense and just for, for dynasty. Definitely. Definitely, man. I mean, like been saying it for, I don't even know how long it feels like forever now. Like, Hey guys, I know Jamar Chase is putting up numbers, but the wide receiver you want to play is T Higgins. Um, and you know, you, I, I know we were both on it, but you, he was your start of the week for sure. Um, but this was this was like. Did not see this coming. Right? I did not see almost <laughs> 200 receiving yards and two touchdowns and 12 receptions coming. Right. Like there was a point in the game, though, where they could not stop T Higgins like he nah. there was a drive where he catches the ball in double coverage. Then they go down to the goal line. And he just puts a move on the on the DB, runs an uh, awesome. Was yeah, he? He dropped that. He dropped the first one towards <laughs> touchdown. He would have been wide open for a touchdown, and then they still threw it to him on like a, a whip route. Yeah, it was yeah. a whip route. Yeah. I, I was just like, oh man, this dude is. Yeah. Like, he's just he's just so big and so yeah. long, and his hands are so huge. Yeah, it's just like Straight a freak, up. man. It's wild. Um, but the wide receiver two on the week, man, got it done on Christmas. Devontae Adams, 13 targets, 10 receptions, 114 receiving yards, two touchdowns, 33.4 PPR points on a day. Greg, your thoughts on the performance here from Devontae Adams? I mean, this is what he does every week. Uh, Devontae, he's the man. I mean, nothing really much more to say about this man. Like, at, at this point, his his career is his everything. Like, he he's, you know, one of the best receivers I'll ever see, too. Yeah, man, it's crazy because it takes me back to like when he was playing in in college with, at Fresno State with with um with with Derek Carr, and I'm just watching this kid, and I'm like, yo, this kid, this kid's a baller, like this kid can play. And then I remember people thought he was a bust after his like second year in the NFL. I think he was like filling in for Jordy Nelson. Uh, I remember I drafted him really high in fantasy <laughs> that year. He ends up with like 700 receiving yards, like no touchdowns on the season. It was just like a terrible year. And since, since that moment or since then, he's just taken off to be one of the best receivers in the league. Um, but you know, it's crazy because Packers fans literally wanted him to be cut and didn't want him on the team. So just crazy how it happens. Got to be patient with those wide receivers, especially moving on to the wide receiver three on the week. AJ Brown, man, the sir. 16. Targets, 11 receptions, 145 receiving yards, and a touchdown in his first game back from the injured reserve list. Um, also was a historic day for 
uh, A.J. Brown as well as he set an NFL record or didn't really set a record. It was more like made history for having the most catches on third down, Hmm. eight catches on third down in an NFL game in the last 40 years. So big ups to A.J. Brown uh, on that. He he pretty much accounted for most of oh, 69% of Tennessee's receiving yards. That is the highest of any player this season with a minimum of 200 team receiving yards. Um, that's from ESPN Stats and Info there. So AJ Brown, you're a man. You're the man. So we love you on this pod. You know that. So uh, 31 and a half PPR points. That was great, man. Yeah, facts. I mean, he, he uh, this is, you know, big ups to the who, who thinks receivers don't matter as club. Like, this is one of those games like you're like, oh, man, wow. He actually impacted the game in, in a huge way. The MVP of the game. If you're getting that many third downs, that's chain movers. That's literally sustaining your offense and getting the win for your team. No, nah, man, receivers definitely matter. They just don't lead to Super Bowls. <laughs> right. right, right. <laughs> facts, facts. Um. Uh, sure. Moving on to the rounding out the top 12 here, uh, Isaiah McKenzie, like, yeah, <laughs> the wide receiver five, Debo Samuel, six, Amon Ross St. Brown, seven, Byron Pringle, eight, Jalen Waddle, nine, Amari Cooper, also tied with, with nine uh, for nine, Stefan Diggs, 11, Cooper Cup, and 12, Antonio Brown. Greg, your thoughts on any of these top 12 performances here? Um, yeah, and I'm Definitely was expecting like the Byron Pringle, maybe like the the COVID ads at the Sunday morning, Byron Pringle and like, uh, uh, you know, just in general, other players out there, but definitely not Isaiah McKenzie. Like that's what that was a pretty big day from him. Uh, and of course, you know, AB finding the top 12. Uh, it makes me feel better that I held him that long for, for no reason, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, Byron Pringle is funny because I made a lineup earlier in the week. I always do this uh, either Sunday or Monday. Um, I, I make a I make a lineup. It's just kind of like my first reaction, like DFS lineup. And Byron Pringle was in that lineup. And I always play that lineup. <laughs> it just forgot that he was in it. And I thought it was really funny uh, because I totally would not have been on Byron Pringle with Tyreek Hill in. Um, but it was just interesting that that happens. Isaiah McKenzie, that's the one that kind of irks me, though, because I felt like I should have seen that one coming uh, because you got no Gabe Davis, no Cole Beasley. Um, Emmanuel Sanders was banged up with the with the with the knee injury. Uh, Isaiah McKenzie is Cole Beasley's primary backup as a slot receiver. Like this one, like I've and I've been on Isaiah McKenzie in the past, so like I'm actually mad at myself for not being on this one. Um, the other one, Jalen Waddle. I mean, he's oh, yeah. he's gonna break that record for for most receptions by a rookie in NFL season. I, I mean, oh, he's yeah, already he's passed. To, I mean. He's already passed Michael Thomas, who had 92. Um, he I think he had 93 at I don't even remember. It was like I think it was like halftime. He had 93 receptions. Um, yeah, he's got 96 right now. The record by Anquan Bolden is 101 and that's in a 16 game season. Um, Jalen Waddles just needs six receptions in the next game to, to break that in a 16 game season. So you can't even say it's like, Oh, it's because he played 17 games. It's like, no, he got it done in 16 games. So um, yeah, I just hope that when he does, I hope that he also he missed the game that, too. So you said what he's also he already, he's missed the game as well. Oh, he's missed the game. Yes. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Um, 
also hope that he's got he gets to a thousand yards before he gets to a hundred catches. <laughs> That's also just a hope, you know. Hundred catches with less than a thousand yards doesn't look as impressive. You know? <laughs> I know, but for PPR, he's very solid. That's it. Oh no, PPR, it's awesome. Yeah. Uh, and then my guy, man, I've been on him for. I don't even. I've I've I was on him earlier and it didn't pan through, but he's been hot as of late. My my guy, Amon Ross St. Brown, uh, finishing as a wide receiver one again. Uh, I mean, the dude, nine targets or eleven targets, nine catches, ninety-one yards, and a touchdown. And this was still playing with a backup quarterback. Uh, that's not even Jared Goff. So it's from like a it's like a downgrade that's already like downgrade, you know. Um, but yeah, that's really it. Uh, Amari Cooper, thanks for finally showing up. Um, when my team's been eliminated, but I appreciate you, man. Thanks. Um, any anybody sticks out as a uh, honorable mention there for you, Greg? I know with the receiver position, like and a lot of people could be honorable mentions, but does anybody really stick out there for you? Tyler Boyd definitely got to be one, right? Yeah, Tyler Boyd definitely coming through. All three of the receivers definitely play well. Uh, Justin Jefferson continue to be uh, impactful. Uh, shout out to Joshua Palmer. You know, shout out to all my scrub how, receivers. How career. long? Serious question. How long till we could like legitimately say Justin Jefferson is the best receiver in football? Like, how long should we wait? <laughs> when Devonte Adams falls off at some point. When Devonte falls off, like, bro. Is Devonte, bro? Like, it's, bro, the trajectory though. I'm just going off the trajectory, right? Like, no receiver has been this good in their first two years. Like, no receiver in history of the National Football League has been this good through two years of their career. Right. Right. I, I hear what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, he's, <laughs> he's top five. He's definitely top five. He's top, I mean, Devontae, Hill, maybe him. I mean, I think that's pretty much it. I, I'm ready to put him right there. With, uh, oh, like, no, man. Tyreek Hill is nice and all, but I can't put him there. I he, I haven't seen him play without Patrick Mahomes all that much in like a full season. I've seen him do some games, right? I mean, it's not as well. They're gonna be together the whole career, probably pretty much. Probably. Like, like as she's Plus gonna Jeff have to. Out there with Kirk. Like Devontae's got Aaron Rodgers, my man Tyreek Hill's got Patrick Mahomes. This dude's doing it with Kirk Cousins, Captain Kirk. <laughs> Yo, we like Kirk. Kirk is all right. Kirk is a good yeah, whatever. But you know who doesn't like Kirk? Justin Jefferson. Every other reception. <laughs> Damn it, Kirk. <laughs> You can put a clip, a highlight tape of Justin Jefferson after a, a Kirk Cousins incompletion. <laughs> Just throwing his hands up like this. It was one time the mic was hot. <laughs> he threw some expletives through Kirk, you know, Kirk's way. Hey, it wasn't as bad as Diggs' uh, expletives on Sunday. Gotta love it. I didn't, I didn't see that. Oh, yeah, he has a message for a lot of Pats fans in the, in, when he scored a touchdown. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, honorable mention. I mean, yeah, Josh Palmer, T.Y. Um, oh yeah, Brandon. Braxton Barrios too. If you're in a return yardage league. Oh, Braxton Barrios. Yeah, if you're in a return yardage league, because got that return yardage touchdown, yes sir. Yeah, I mean Braxton Barrios. I mean he he he's been doing pretty well uh as of late. Um, now let's talk about some Jags. It's like this guy has been a staple on this list. He even scored a 41-yard touchdown. He's still going to end up on this list. DK Metcalf. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like that. After he scored, I saw him score. I'm like, oh, he's that. He made it. He finally, you know, came through. <laughs> Guess he didn't do anything outside of that. Like, no, it was. 
Just like that other game too. He after he that touchdown after seventy yards and touchdown one game as well. It was like a couple games ago. <laughs> Bro, he had he scored a forty-one yard touchdown, right? He finished the game with forty-one receiving yards on two receptions. <laughs> Crazy. Hopefully you're in a bonus league, you know, get that 40-yard touchdown, 40-yard <laughs> catch. Hopefully. Um, my wide receiver started the week, C.D. Lamb. I mean, I'm thinking Dak Prescott's going off. C.D.'s going to join. He's got to get some. Like, yeah, we're, uh, I mean, who's scoring right now? <laughs> Malik Turner. Crazy. Great run. Uh, anybody else really? Uh, I mean, Jarvis Landry. Hollywood, too. Hollywood. Yeah. I mean, Hollywood. That was, that one was gonna be tough, man. Yeah, I mean, but with the with the season he's having, like he's he was like a wide receiver just, one. It's like another variable. It's like you got a guy coming in, you don't even know what the chemistry is like. Yeah, um, it was I mean, just tough know. to trust him. He threw for three hundred yards. He did. <laughs> did. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what about your boy, man, Chase Claypool? I mean, he had two. It's it's a factor, but man, that's all I gotta say. I mean, if Deontay <laughs> didn't play well, then you know, I can't get on Chase that hard because he made some good plays, like individual nice plays. But yeah, I want. I think once Ben go, I think this is. Don't worry about him in Dynasty, man. Once Ben is out of there, you know, it'll be it'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, Kadarius Tony nine targets, four receptions. He played. Oh snap! <laughs> right, yo, that's crazy. <laughs> Nah, he's not a jack, yo. No one on the Giants is a jack, yo. You, this is the expectation for this offense. I'm telling you, it's the first <laughs> offense of the league, yo. The question is, we know that we know we now know that Kadarius Tony played. The question is, did he leave the game injury free? <laughs> is that true? Like, does he have? A I have no idea. Oh. We'll have to find out <laughs> when we get the injury report later. Um, but some other jags I'm gonna throw out there: Terry McLaurin, Tyler Lockett. Where are you doing with Terry McLaurin, bro? Like, rest of the season, I mean, championship week, let's say you made it somehow starting Terry McLaurin these last three weeks. <laughs> what are you doing there? No, nah, I'm, def- I'm definitely benching him. I was ready to bench him last week. Yeah, you could find him. You could find someone. I mean, I think Sunday morning, too, if you really need to make that move, like, you could really find some people like you. <laughs> So yeah, don't don't be scared to make those uh, ads at the, the Sunday morning ads. Yeah, man, definitely those Sunday morning ads. I mean, sometimes you could you could screw yourself reacting to news that really isn't news. Um, but if you see something actionable, uh, like they say, hey, you know, there's Gabe Davis out with Gabe Davis yep. out and Cole Beasley out. Ex- expect Isaiah McKenzie to have a large role. Yep. Like, that might actually make some sense. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Uh, the, the ones I don't really trust sometimes are the running back ones, especially. Yeah, when it's definitely a receiver rule, kind of. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just think the about... running back ones, I'm like, I don't trust you, bro. Nah, nah. <laughs> Unless your name is like Rex Burkhead. Like, if you were a good running back in the past, like productive in the past, I could work with you. But yeah, it's just some random name, like, nah. Jamar Jefferson, I'm like, oh. Nah, nah. <laughs> You're highly ranked out of college, like yeah, we could work with you too. Like that's yeah, what. right. Like you, some draft capital in there, yeah, like yeah. like third round or better. Like we yeah, could work yeah. With this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. All right, let's move on to the tight end position and the number one tight end on the week. No surprise here, Mark Andrews. 
10 targets, eight receptions, 125 receiving yards, and a touchdown reception. Doesn't matter who the quarterback is. 26 and a half PPR points there. Greg, your thoughts on the performance here by Mr. Andrews? Man, yo, best head in the league. I don't care, man. Uh, yo, yo, this man is amazing, yo. It's crazy, yo. <laughs> Just playing him. Like, at least right now, like this man, uh, George Kittle, I think I still give him maybe a slight edge, but Mark Andrews, I think he's, he's make that leap over Travis Kelsey. Uh, I'm here. I'm, I'm, I'm with it. Bro, my man has a, like almost 1,200 receiving yards right now, bro. Yeah, yeah. but I'm gonna say if George could have played all his games, he probably would be doing that too, though. Like, bro, but George. his, but the three the three game stretch that he's on right now is gotta be like one of the greatest three game stretches ever because for oh, a title, yeah, one fifteen, one thirty six, one twenty five, like that's that's Justin Jefferson numbers. <laughs> bro, like he's. On a 16-game pace over these last three weeks, 181 targets, 155 receptions, 2,005 yards, and 21 touchdowns. Like, that's just over the last three weeks. That's yeah. a 16-game pace that he's on. And that's with three different quarterbacks. He's gotten over 100 yards five times other than that, though, three times. Like, he, it's not like this is a stretch he doesn't yeah. have to do. Like, he he, he no. can do this. Um <laughs> Yeah, man, insane. With the with the situation too, that's that's gotta put him. Uh, yeah, give him a slight bump too. Yeah, nah, man, he's he's been he's been killing it, man. Uh, big ups to Mark Andrews, who people thought was at least like tight end five coming into this year. Uh, yeah, yeah, your boy here included. <laughs> this is crazy. So, um, rounding out this, we're not rounding out this top twelve. Rounding out this top three here. Uh, the tight end two on the week. Ever since I said that this man evaporated, it seems like I had him back though. I took him back. Yo, I forgave him. <laughs> Dalton Schultz, nine targets, eight receptions, 82 receiving yards, and a touchdown there. That was good for 22.2 PPR points. Greg, your thoughts on performance here from Dalton Schultz? Yeah, you acts like the uh, they know it's like what did it cost? It was basically CD Lamb, so like that's kind of that. <laughs> it's you know Dalton shows what he had to do uh, in this 56-14 game. Like everyone pretty much ate except CD, so it was crazy. Oh man, yeah, Dalton Schultz. I mean, he's look. We know he's capable of this for sure. Uh, we just we hadn't seen much target volume from that, from him recently, but he's he's gotten it these last two weeks. So I think yeah. you got to roll him out there. Yeah. Uh, again this week and it's not like he's finishing here because like Travis Kelsey or Darren Waller or some of these other guys are out. like this is like 22.2 PPR points is like very very good for a tight end so uh, tight end three on the week Gerald Everett five targets four receptions 68 yards and a touchdown there 16.8 PPR points on a day Greg your thoughts on the performance by Gerald Everett oh uh, yeah definitely a nice performance from him uh like you know popular you know able waiver ad coming into the week, uh, especially at the tight end position. So, uh, yeah, he, he came through uh, for the people that added him. Yeah, Gerald Everett, somebody I've been on for these last three weeks at least. I mean, especially when Tyler Lockett was out with COVID. Um, you know, he was somebody that definitely was grabbing my attention. Um, and, you know, Tyler Lockett not playing well last week kind of made sense that Gerald Everett steps up here. Uh, rounding out this top 12, uh, the tight end four, Kyle Pitts, my start of the week, tight end five, Zach Ertz, the tight end six, John Bates, the tight end seven, Evan Ingram, the tight end eight, Jimmy Graham, tight end nine, Foster Rowe, tight end 10, Hayden Hurst, the tight end 11, 
Brevin Jordan, and the tight end 12, Jared Cook. Greg, your thoughts on the performances here from these top 12s? Uh, yeah, shout out to Brevin Jordan coming through. Uh, I know a name we mentioned uh, in the past couple weeks, so that was big time. Uh, John Bates also coming through, just crazy. Uh, I mean, three targets, you know, he, that was a touchdown in Nas category. Um, yeah, Evan Ingram, my stream of the week, came in through too um, with the with a good play. Was he my stream of the week? That's what I thought. I thought you mentioned him. I don't know. If, or you maybe mentioned him as a play because Philly, worst team against tight end. So, yeah, it's a great, great play. Um, yeah, other than that, uh, solid week. I mean, not a lot of big names here, but, you know. Whenever we, whenever we do the show in one day, like we did, it's, that show is a blur to me. I have no oh, yeah. idea what I said. Word. <laughs> I think yeah, I think it was more a uh, more of a mention like Evan yeah, to play, maybe, maybe, which is I, which is a that's that's impressive on the Giants like to say someone's gonna do well. <laughs> somebody having a top, you know, a respectable for uh, Cole Komet was my stream of the week. Yeah, Cole Komet was my stream of the week. I def I did mention Ingram though. I definitely did. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um Foster Moreau, like again. Nah. Yeah, yeah, get him out. Yeah. It's upsetting. His timing too. His timing is so upsetting. <laughs> for all the people that had uh we just were adding him ready to plug him in for Darren Waller. Good well that was one of the rules, like, oh, you know, highly rated, you know, he's got talent and he wasn't coming through and now he's here. Um, one of my favorite stats from this weekend, uh, shout out to my dude Dave Vittieri, who's been on this pod at least twice in the offseason. Um, Kyle Pitts now has more receiving yards than every receiver from the 2020 receiving class not named Justin Jefferson. It's crazy. <laughs> I mean, so, uh, hey, man, if ESPN leagues want to do it, man, just change that uh. Change that position. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> right now, Kyle Pitts. Man called a go route like the uh, yesterday. It was crazy. Like this was literally a while. He was six six catches, six targets, 102 receiving yards. Uh, just needs 51 receiving yards to have a thousand yard season here. Um, pretty sure he'll get that next week. Um, so yeah, Kyle Pitts wheels up. Um. I don't think we have any honorable mentions because it's tight ends. So mm-hmm. those, you know, y'all aren't going to get mentioned. Do we have any Jags? Mm. George Kittle. George Kittle. Yeah. Noah Fant. Yeah. Um, Cole Komet. And Gronk. And Gronk. Yeah. And that's all we got. Oh, Hunter Henry. Uh, I guess Mike Kosecki, too, because... And Mike Kosecki. Yeah. Nah, big names definitely weren't in the top 12, so I guess they would be Jags. But if you had Mike Kosecki and you played against Gronk, problem solved. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> or George Kittle even. Like, you, you were, you know. Yeah. Beat or a, George beat a lot of playoff tight ends. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think that's all we got in terms of the player breakdowns uh, in terms of some injuries, some of the, one of the big pieces of news that we got uh, over the weekend uh, was Daryl Henderson. Uh, He will be out for the remainder of the year with an MCL sprain. So that leaves the backfield to uh, Sony Michelle, uh, who will be the lead back, but not just Sony Michelle. We also 
could potentially have Cam Akers, who was recently activated off the injured reserve uh, after suffering an Achilles injury back in, I think it was July, he suffered the injury. Um, so it seems like he could make an op- or make a, a return here, but not really something I would look to in my fantasy championship or anything like that. It would be strictly just a, a uh, you know, a stash if you're playing in the two-week playoff or something or a keeper league or anything like that. Uh, but in terms of injuries, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, the other injury that is pretty big news, seems to have suffered a right thumb sprain. And for those who don't know, Jimmy Garoppolo is right-handed. So, um, you know, I would imagine it's pretty tough to play quarterback without your your thumb on your dominant throwing hand. So, yeah. um, would expect... Nothing official yet, but I would expect that Trey Lance uh, makes another start here. So that's definitely interesting for championship week. Uh, I'm sure we'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, in terms of some other injuries, Miles Miles Sanders, he broke his hand. So he will uh, not be available uh, for this, this game here. Um or says whether whether they can see him play through it, but I, I don't I don't necessarily know if if that's gonna happen. Um, I think that's really it in terms of injuries. Yeah, that's really it. Everything else is like COVID related, which I'm not gonna talk about here. We'll talk about it tomorrow. So, um, Greg, let's talk let's talk about waivers. So. Quarterbacks, you're usually pretty pretty set. Um, but you maybe you're streaming, maybe you had an injury, um, maybe you're, you're a little Mar Jackson manager, uh, and you've been basically streaming for three weeks here. Um, what are you doing at the quarterback position this week? I mean, if yeah, if uh, you have a quarterback and need of a quarterback, uh, I think probably the number one ad. I know a lot of people did drop Taysom Hill. He's back down to 42 percent so if he's going to come back from COVID list like a lot of these players that are coming back from COVID list may have gotten dropped i would check for those players uh to see uh they're going to play carolina next week i think you know he can give you a solid week um carson wentz he's 48 percent rostered he's got las vegas the, uh, next week um he's had a, a solid stretch the last couple of weeks um making some big plays actually get to beat the cardinals but uh i think he, he, he'll be also a solid play uh trey lance i think it's got to be an ad uh, just because of the injury news, and then uh, just monitoring down the line. I think if you have the roster spots, you have the money in championship week. Uh, get rid of all your, you know, stuff that's just not not worth it, and just make some speculative ads. Because uh, Trey Lance could be a person that, uh, even if you're blocking the other person you're playing, I think this is a good strategy to add. And Tua didn't take advantage of his matchup. He's last in my the ranking. Uh, it's 41 percent roster. They do have Tennessee. Uh, it's a good spot for a bounce back. So, yeah, that's where my rankings are for that. Yeah, I, I like I like the um, well, I like two things that you said. Tua, I like him this week. I think the the game wasn't necessarily the greatest game for him against New Orleans. Right, like New Orleans never never showed any sign of life that they were going to come back in this game, and, and the right. Miami defense was just suffocating. So it's like you don't need to do much as a quarterback except just not turn the ball over and and just keep the ball on the keep your offense on the field score some score some points keep run the clock right so i think in a game against tennessee where all these tennessee games are always end up wild like yeah. they, 
<laughs> Word. Word, yeah. They always end up in some crazy games. Uh, Tennessee defense isn't that great. They, they let up a lot of explosive plays. So I, I, I think two is could actually have a nice day. I like I like the Taysom Hill call. Uh, the other thing you said, I, I do like, you know, having using this opportunity here where it's week 16, right, or week 17 rather. If you're in championship week, uh, if this is your championship week, there's no reason to be holding backup quarterbacks. No reason to be holding yeah. like stashing a player that could potentially break out or something. Um, if you're not going to start them. There's no real reason to have them on your team unless yeah. you're starting them. Like, obviously, with COVID and everything, we want to maintain our depth. Um, so I'm not saying, like, don't drop somebody that's startable. Um, but, you know, there's no reason to be stashing, uh, you know, a backup tight end or something like that or yeah. anything like that. So yeah. um, if COVID news hits, just react to it. It's really just it's, – hopefully it's really just you and one other person in your league that are really making a lot of transactions – um, but obviously so a lot of leagues are different. Uh, maybe you have some, some, uh, prizes or last place punishments. So everybody's, everybody's <laughs> still active. Sure. Um, but just, you know, try to like, I'm mostly about making sure my starting lineup is good playing some defense against my opponent. So like if they need a D de- if they need a defense or they need a tight end, like I'll block them, um, just so that they can't have them. Um, and, uh, Yeah. I, I, I agree with that. So, Greg, on that same – not on that note, but on the note of waivers, what are we looking at in terms of running backs? Running backs, uh, the ranking for me, I think one is Rex Burkhead at 14%. Uh, two is Barry Ongobowale, um, especially, you know, James Washington. James Robinson will be out. They play New England, so that's a tough matchup. Um, but, like, it's it's tough scrappings at running backs. So those two are probably going to get the most volume. And then as speculative as guys that, you know, it's COVID season, you know, it's, it's going to be rough. Keyshawn Vaughn, I think is an ad and Derek or both those guys, uh, you never know. Derek Williams midweek will test positive. So you have Derek or in his roster ready to go. Keyshawn Vaughn as well. If Ronald Jones was to go down uh, with COVID or even injury midweek. Yeah, that's a great, a great, great point, right? Like picking up the backup running back um, has become, like even more like a speculative backup running back has become even even more uh important with covid right like yeah you know the the fact that you know Derek Gore now is one man away from being a lead back in Kansas City like Darrell Williams yep. could test positive or something um you know these things could easily happen right like if you're playing in a super flex league i know it's crazy but some backup quarterbacks right like yeah. uh you know i was you know uh if you know, obviously you're gonna pick up Trey Lance, but Mariota is somebody that like I've been picking up like in super flex leagues, just pick him up and drop him, pick him up and drop him, just in case like you never know something could happen to Derek Carr yeah. midweek, yeah. anything. Um, so something to note there. But Greg, you're uh, what about wide receiver position? What about there? What we got? Uh, receivers, it's def- definitely some pickings as well, and you know, it's definitely guys for waiver that I'm gonna go spend money on. Um. It's only probably backs and burials, uh, 66% rostered. Um, Robbie Anderson is getting the target volume, uh, 37%, if you want to take a dart throw on him in, in deeper leagues. And Rashad Bateman, if he gets a good situation as far as a quarterback, I think you know he's also a play. But the, those two guys, not really big on going hard for wide receivers and waivers because you can really find someone midweek or you know Saturday morning, Sunday morning. But uh, those two guys maybe you could spend some change on. 
Definitely, man. Definitely. Another guy I'm going to throw out there, um, another name I'm going to throw out there, um, Elijah Moore. Oh, he's back. That's right. Yeah. He's supposed to be back. We don't have any official word if he is back. Um, Mm -hmm. But he ended up on injured reserve, which put him out at a minimum of three weeks with a quad injury. While he was on injured reserve, he ended up on the COVID list. So he's not actually on injured reserve as he's on the COVID list. Don't know if he's still dealing with the quad. I would imagine that he would be eligible to return with the quad injury this week. But... If he doesn't clear COVID protocols, because that's the part that's kind of making me nervous, because he's been on the COVID list for two weeks now. So if he can clear COVID protocols, then I think that, you know, depending on how he his ramp up goes with practices and stuff and things like that, you got to match up here against Tampa Bay. Which, you know, we know what Tampa Bay has been able to give up to wide receivers and, and passing, opposing passing games. Um, and we know what Elijah Moore was when he when he was obviously playing and healthy. So um, worth a shot there if you if you're desperate at receiver to flex. Um, I think that's really oh tight end position, Greg. What do we got there? Uh, yeah, three names: Jared Everett being top of the list at 42%. Probably get the most volume at those uh, these guys. Foster Moreau, again, keeping on your roster. He's still at 22%. Uh, Darren Waller may not go for probably the remainder right of the season. You never know. And Brevin Jordan, number number three, at one percent. Uh, just gonna keep mentioning his name as you know, just that desperation. You got nothing left. He could be add to to make your day. No, I definitely like those as well. Um, again, tight ends rough, but like a guy that's either gonna see target volume or has an opportunity to catch a touchdown. Brevin uh, Jordan, no dynasty. I like it. Uh, Brevin Jordan is definitely somebody that, uh, you know, if you were playing Dynasty, if you were looking at tight ends, he's de- he was definitely on that list. Uh, I think he was my tight end three. I would have to go back. There you go. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's all we got for waivers. So, everybody, make sure uh, we got a little si- similar schedule as to last week. Uh, we're going to do one show, uh, one other show this week. It'll be tomorrow, Wednesday. So, um, you'll probably probably hear it on either Wednesday night or Thursday, mm-hmm. uh, but we will be breaking down every single game, um, all 16 of them. So um, trying to get you guys to your championships. Hopefully a lot of you guys made it um, and you just have one more game to win. And for those of you that are sitting there wondering, like, but what about us? We play in week 18. Our league is archaic. Don't worry. We'll be here for you, too, um, as we do every year. So, um, But after that, if we start winding down, you're not going to get much of us after that. I mean, we'll have the the, uh, the the review show of looking at, you know, all of our, you know, what we said, what we said right, what we got right. <laughs> um, also looking at, you know, our, our misses as well. So our, our hits and misses uh, segment, which is always Always fun, uh, somewhat sobering, but it's also also fun. Um, but yeah, so round winding down here, winding down here uh, to the end of the season. Uh, so it's a little bittersweet, but I, I can't tell you guys that we're not we're not somewhat relieved because it is very long and uh, it does take a lot of work, but it is also very fun. So 
that being said, just make sure you come back tomorrow. Uh, we will be breaking down all the games, doing the streams of the week, doing starts of the week, all of that. Um, looking ahead to to week week 17, um, and then come back the following week, obviously for week 18 breakdowns and whatnot. But until tomorrow, y'all, we will catch y'all later. Have a good one. We're out of here. Peace. Yeah.